A superb, witty and acerbic piece from playwright John Misto translates to a top night of entertainment in a battle royale between cosmetics giants from 1954 to 1965. It's Helena Rubinstein versus Elizabeth Arden, with both under siege from Revlon. Misto has taken the truth and embellished it, dramatised it with sparkling effect. Don't for a moment think that because the subject matter is rouge, mascara and lipstick, that the play will only appeal to women. These are warriors in full combat mode for much of the journey, not allowing themselves the luxury of letting down their guard. Rubenstein, played by Amanda Muggleton, was the eldest of eight daughters, born to Polish Jews in 1870. Standing a diminutive four foot ten, that's 147 centimetres, she emigrated to Australia in 1902, with no money and little English. Her career began in Coleraine in country Victoria, where she cashed in on her mother's recipe for face cream by sourcing local lanolin from the sheep grazing district in which she found herself living. She sold jars of her popular beauty product to local women and devised plans to build her business in the city, later opening her first glamorous salon in Melbourne's stylish Collins Street. Sydney, London and New York followed as she created a worldwide empire. Rubenstein is painted late in life as self-centred, vitriolic, frugal and stingy with her compliments, choosing instead to regularly lambast those around her, including her two sons. She certainly has a tongue on her and isn't afraid to use it. Florence Nightingale Graham, who went by the business name Elizabeth Arden, as portrayed by Lyndon Wilkinson, was born in Canada in 1884 and built her territory from the United States. Fifty years later, she owned 150 upscale salons in America and Europe, selling 1,000 products. Misto has written about an imaginary relationship between Rubenstein and Arden, in which they were frenemies. Something they shared, according to this take by Misto, was an antipathy to one of Revlon's founders, Charles Revson, who was liberally referenced but not seen in the play. The third character in the show is Rubenstein's right-hand man, Patrick O'Higgins, an Irishman, a role filled by Septimus Caton, who ingratiates himself into her life and becomes invaluable, putting up with her impossible ways. The set is simple but a cracker. The designer was Richard Roberts. Upon a slick red glossy tiled floor and pristine white surrounds are positioned stage left, a light-coloured couch and a small side table upon which sit a lamp, phone and some whiskey. On the other side, a desk and chair. At the back of the stage, on pedestals, are two Egyptian ornaments, one on either side of a safe, which contains Rubenstein's jewels, and wait for it, chicken pieces, which he frequently feasts upon. Rubenstein can't stand the point of a fridge when the safe is airtight. Although I wasn't totally sold on the Polish accent and felt some of the scenes were pushed too hard, that is, to the point of exaggerated farce, by and large, I thoroughly enjoyed what was served up. There were shocks and surprises, and plenty of smart one-liners from all three characters, especially Rubenstein. The production, directed by Jennifer Hagen, is never dull, far from it, and moves along at pace. After successful seasons in London and Sydney, Lip Service, which runs for two hours, ten minutes, including interval, is playing at the Lawler Theatre in Melbourne until the 28th of July, 2018. 
Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.